After World War II, from 1946 to 1964, a new breed was raised up. A strong clan of brilliant, fearless, invincible people. Ones who believed they could do anything. Who changed the very culture of the entire world. This clan is the tribe known as the Baby Boomers. But somehow life happened. The J.O.B., the family, the kids. For some, divorce, remarriage, more kids, moving, new jobs, layoffs. And then the very people whose motto was, never trust anyone over 30, suddenly passed that age and now are doubling. Many now with dim vision, lost hopes, and broken dreams are fearful that it's all over and the only thing that's left is regret. But out of the ashes was born Bobby the Boomer. His mission is to inspire belief, rekindle his clan's fire, to revive the hopes and dreams of his tribe so they will rise up once again to surpass their glory days and achieve even greater things now. Look! Up in the sky! It's a bird! It's a plane! Nope! It's Bobby the Boomer! Bobby the Boomer! Hey! Bobby! Bobby boy! Yes, Grandpa? Go fix it the world! Here's Bobby. Well, hello, this is Bobby the Boomer, the Baby Boomer's buddy, coming to you today in my very frozen mobile studio. Yeah, here in Chattanooga, Tennessee, we're in the single digits. <laughs> Fahrenheit, that is. And it's cold. Yeah, I didn't come down south for the cold. I could have stayed up north. But what's going on with this crazy weather? Just kind of sitting in my mobile, non-mobile studio, freezing because I want to get a message out. And I know even if I have the motor running and the, and the heater going, you're going to get all sorts of interference and buzzing and all this stuff that's going to be hard to edit out. So I just thought I would sit here in this here ice box as my grandpa used to call it and I tell a story with a couple of stories of two or three for this episode today and today's title of the episode is when things go well yes have you ever felt God's favor in your life where you just know sometimes when things look hopeless or bad they just turn out okay for some reason or you plan on something and it doesn't go the way you planned it to but it goes better than you thought or when things didn't work out or you thought it didn't gonna work out and then it worked out pretty good and you didn't know what was going on but it just seemed to work out well I'm gonna remind you or encourage you with a couple of real-life stories of my own and hope that you will be encouraged so stick with me if you want to subscribe to Bobby the Boomer please do and that way every time a new episode comes out you will be notified and you won't miss a single one not even one and if you want to rate me on the old show you can do that on iTunes. One to five is the way they rate things, and one is the lowest. Five is the highest. I would love a bunch of fives if you give me what you think I deserve. If you want to listen to other shows, you just scroll down on the old show notes in iTunes or the listening platform of your pleasure and click on it. Go ahead and download it for later or listen to it right where you are at. But how about listening to this episode right now about how when things go well? Very first thing that happened for me that I would like to relate was, oh, 50 years ago ago when I went in the United States Marine Corps. 17-year-old man or 17-year-old boy. I had my mom and dad sign for me because you're supposed to be 18 before you could actually go active service. But I begged them, please sign, let me go in. While I was at boot camp, well, there's a lot of stuff that went on and it was training us and making us the kind of Marines that we were supposed to be. Yes, indeedy duty. And I, being a 17-year-old boy and a hard charger, was doing the best I could. Just kind of doing what I could 
good doing things as hard as I could trying to make it through boot camp yeah make it through boot camp and while i was there we were getting almost through and the drill instructors called me when we were out in night maneuvers and the drill instructor called me over and started asking me a bunch of questions and i couldn't figure out why they was asking me all these questions because sometimes they just call you out and mess with you well they asked me a bunch of questions and said who do you think should be honor man now honor man was a was a reward that you would get for being one of the best of the best yes you would either be the high shooter high physical training guy or you would just exemplify what a marine should be so when they asked me who do you think should be the honor man i named off my best friend that came to boot camp with me because he was my best friend so i thought he should get it because he was my best friend <laughs> it got stick together right and then i named off a couple other folks that i thought were doing really well and then one of the drill instructors said but how about you and i said sir and he said well how about you do you think you should be on a man and i said sir well, do you think you deserve honor, man? Did you work hard? Do you think you did the best that you could? And you you were one of the best in the whole platoon? Do you think you should be honor, man? And I just kind of looked at him for a second, and I said, well, sir, private, because we couldn't say me or I. You had to be kind of like a third person. It was some kind of thing they did to get your brain set for military stuff. Anyhow, so I replied back. Sir, Private knows only one thing. Private has tried everything he's done here since he's been here as hard as he could. And they then they started messing with me. <laughs> they told me to go back where I was. And I didn't hear anything about it again for another week. And then all of a sudden, he called me out and said, You need to go see Colonel so-and-so. And I said, Sir? I thought, well, what did I do? I'm going to see a colonel. That's pretty high up there. I must have really messed up this time. And they said, just get your stuff together and go see Colonel so-and-so. So me and three other fellas from the other three platoons, we had so four of us standing in the colonel's office. And the colonel said, you all know why you're here? And we all said, no, sir. And he said, that's because y'all four have been selected to be the honorman for your platoon. And I was like, say what? Anyhow, so what does the honor man get? Well, the honor man was given a meritorious promotion from private to private first class. He was also given a set of dress blues that is the best, fanciest dress uniform the Marines have and I personally think the Marine Corps has the absolute best uniforms in the whole universe. I was in the Army and Navy as well. I did like the Navy peacoat, but I sure did love the, the Marine Corps dress blues. Yes, indeed. And I got a free set of that and I got a leather neck watch. They called us leather necks because back when we started out in 1775 they had leather that they would wear on their necks when they was on ships because when they were doing the sword fights big leather thing about around your neck so that when they try to whack your head off it would catch the big big thick piece of leather instead of whacking your head off so we got that title leather neck and the uniforms were kind of had a high and tight collar that kept your head straight ahead like you know like you were standing at attention all the time anyhow so i got that and i have to say that that was one of the things that just went well and now I got a real quick twofer story. It's two different things that went well. I was doing something that I thought was going to work out, and it just went miserable. <laughs> but it turned out anyhow. There's a scripture that says, uh, All things work together for good to them that love God, to them who are called according to his purpose. So I reckon that was one of those uh, kind of things for me, because I thought back uh, when I was 50, I'm 67 now, but 50 years old, I'd been doing biomed for a while as a civilian and i thought hmm 
well, I want to do something different. And my missus said, hey, why don't you go be a doctor? And I said, I don't want to be a doctor. Well, you used to be a medic, and you said you like cutting and sewing and doing all that cool stuff. And I said, yeah, I did like that when I was overseas. That was a lot of fun. So she said, well, go be a doctor. And I said, well, that takes too long. So she said, well, what else could you do? And I found out that physician assistant was only, I found a program in Philadelphia. We were living in Houston at the time. And I found the program was only two years. And I thought, hey, I'll go there, get my two year, two years done, be a PA, go back to either Houston or I was going to go out to the mid, Midwest into the Native American reservations and serve that population. And I could do that as a physician assistant and also do a ministry at the same time. Had it all worked out. I was going to get a bunch of bucks, big dollars. Yeah. <laughs> but it didn't work out. I'll have to tell that story some other time. I thought it was going to work out and thought it was going to go well, but it didn't go well. It didn't go well at all. And I was wondering, well, what was that all about? I come up to Philadelphia from Houston. Didn't much care about Philadelphia a whole bunch. I got to liking it after a while, but I got there. was only supposed to be there for two years and gone. Well, I stopped going to school for various reasons. Like I said, it just didn't work out. And so I was working in CVS in the middle of the night, stocking shelves. Yeah, couldn't get a biomed job again. Finally, after I don't know how long, I got a biomed job and I ended up staying in Philadelphia for 14 years. Wondering, why am I stuck here? What's going on? Well, come to find out while I was up in Philadelphia, when things uh, were on a break in the school, physician assistant school, I went up to see my mom. Now, my mom and I hadn't been getting along too good. At least I was putting on a good front, but I was kind of still mad at my mom from stuff when I was growing up. We didn't have a real good, what I would call real huggly buggly type relationship, and I didn't hadn't visited her for a while, but she was up in uh, New England, and I was in Philadelphia, so my wife said, well, you ain't got no excuse now, because I used to always say, well, we're in Texas. She's all the way in New England. That's too far away. I can't spend time away from the job. I don't have the money. Blah, blah, blah. Excuse, excuse, excuse. And uh, really, I just didn't want to go. Well, when I was up Philadelphia, hey, I'm up there. My wife convinced me I was running out of excuses, and I figured, okay, let me go up there. Well, the time to make the story a little shorter than it was. Maybe I'll tell it a lot longer later, but Reader's Digest version. While I was up there, my mom and I made amends. Yes, we got. Uh, she got to know me as a grown man instead of a uh, Robbie Boomer. And I saw her as a person, not a mom, just telling me what to do all the time. I saw her as a person and all the good things she was doing in town for all the different people and how much people knew her and respected her and loved her. And we got to liking each other and we mended some fences. So that was something that I didn't know was going to happen. Now, if I had gone up to school, somebody told me, why don't you go to school in Massachusetts? Well, that was too close to home. And if God had told me, I'm going to send you up to Philadelphia because it's far enough for me to to have you visit your mom, but not so close that you know what I'm up to. (laughs) So, because if I had been told, go up there and make amends with mom, I'd say no. But I thought, I'm going to go be a physician assistant, make a ton of money, go out and live my life. Blah, 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 blah. Well, it didn't work out, but I did get to make amends with my mom. Yes. And we've been having a lovely relationship ever since. But the second, or the two for story in this one, is while I was up in Philadelphia, the school had come and gone and was looking for work and trying to get on back to Texas somehow, some way, and it just didn't seem to work out. I don't know why. But while we were there, my youngest, it was discovered that she had a very life-threatening heart 
problem. And while we were there, she had a stroke. Went to the ER. That's when they discovered this big old hole in her upper chambers of her heart. And so that started the ball rolling of us going to the hospital. She had to get major heart surgery. Well, because we had been in Philadelphia for so long, when this had happened, and I've been wondering, why are we still here? Well, when all this happened with my daughter, she ended up going to one of the finest hospitals in Philadelphia with a doctor that was a cardiac surgeon for pediatrics and young adults, and she was renowned and was earmarked for being the best in the United States. I would say best in the world, because our medical procedures and things in the United States, I think, is top number one of all over the world. England's pretty good, too, but I'd say if you say best in the United States, you might as well say best in the world. And she, her teacher was the best, and she was going to take his place, so I figured, hey, <laughs> we were in the right place at the right time, even though I thought we were stuck in Philly and didn't know why. Well, sometimes, I have found, when you think things are going bad and you don't understand what's going on and why, for me, I just trust God to know that he knows what's going on, even if I don't. Sometimes, when you're going through trials, you're not sure what's going on until after you're through it all, had a little time to think about it, and then you realize, well, things went pretty well, after all, even though you thought initially they weren't. I hope those stories encouraged you. I hope you could go back in the way back machines of some of the things in your life that you think either were going to work out and didn't, and then it turned out totally different than you thought, but it worked out pretty well anyway. So I hope you could do that, maybe reminisce a little bit, come up with some good stories of your own about how when things went well, and I hope you will come back for the next Bobby the Boomer episode, and until then, I will just say goodbye, and God bless. 